Club 33. Tell me something good. Everybody you know, they tell me life don't come with no manual, so we're going to take it a day at a time. Man, by the time you got here, man, light your cigar, do whatever you got to do. Get comfortable so we can get this game going. Oh, shit, what do you need to come out? Man, just hold your man, man. That's all you got to do. Play some defense. Man, too late, man. Domino, game. Well, 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 we back again. I'd like to thank y'all for tuning into the Good Days, Great Nights podcast. As I tell y'all all the time, it's always going to be a good one anytime I get to break bread with my people. Let me go and get it out the way. If you know me in the cigar world, they call me 33. On IG, Cool Breeze Al. Alicia and Erickson's father, daddy, depending on what demographic you in. <coughs> your auntie's favorite podcast host. Your uncle's favorite nephew. We've been talking about them Cowboys. We just went to training camp. So it's time to kind of see how that's going to play out. And Yanti, she's trying to give me, uh, do that to me at the wedding reception. When we, she wanted me to do a little line dance with her. And uh, the second coming of Gerald Levert and Mr. Wilson, your mama from a half to a hole on some two-step stuff. So I got, I, got a, I got a cool cat in this one, man. And I'll tell you all that he was super patient with me as we kind of moved and grooved everything out. We're going to have one. It's going to be a special one because I think anytime you get to see another man sit across from you and he, and he got his own morals, his own values, and have those kind of conversations with you, it's always good. Because a lot of times people don't get a chance to say everything and explain it. And sometimes we don't really want to explain it, but we're going to do it a little different. So you know my rules. We don't never introduce you first. It's always we do it in the sense of a road trip. Yeah. So right now it's pretty warm outside. We can jump in the car right now. You got your people with you. I got my people with, with me. My people my people know me. I know you based off of what I've heard, what I've seen. Yeah. But it's your time to tell me who you are as a person, where you want to go first, where you want to take the road trip to. Mm. My first road trip is going to definitely be Texas. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. So yeah. We, where, where are we going? We're going to Texas because, you know, that's where my youngest daughter is. Okay. Boy. You know? so, so is it Dallas? Is it Houston? Dallas. Is it da- okay, eight hours. I can do Dallas. that. Yeah, yeah. I okay. To, I love to make that eight-hour trip to see my daughter, you know what I mean? But I also love uh, Texas. It's cool. It's a vibe. We got yeah. that southern hospitality. Square so beef. We most definitely got to get there. All right. So we we we, uh, we pull out. We pull out. We jump out. We 35 bound. Uh, it's time to gas up. Mm-hmm. You jump in the pass- in the, from the passenger seat to the driver's seat. Okay. You get five songs to tell the people in the car what kind of who you are as a person and as a man at this moment. They may change by the end of the by the end of the pot, okay. but as of right now, what five songs would you say you would play? Uh, my first song is always the first song I play every morning when I get up, which is Patty Labelle. Somebody love you. Come on now. <laughs> um, my second song is uh, Stephen Marley, uh, Break Us Apart. Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Tell me about the the, the Stephen Marley song. Uh, the Stephen Marley uh, breaking support is 
you know, one of them songs that Stefan did that is basically, you know, sending out a message uh how we just creating this distance between ourselves, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Just black people in general. It's a, it's a real dope, beautiful song. It's just, yeah. you know, a lot of people ain't had the chance to tap into it. But, no doubt. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, three. Where we at? We got my th- third one. My third one would be Wildman Lucci, who okay. I do it for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that is a sentimental song to me for, you know, recent events. Um, my next song would be Future of March Madness. <laughs> okay. And my last song would be uh, Brother Lynch Watcher. So, <laughs> okay, yeah. we got to balance it out. Yeah. Okay. Brother Lynch Watcher? Yeah, wa- The Watcher. The Watcher. Yeah. Okay. And that's just because it's it's the band. I grew up on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's, that's my guy. That's my that was my one of my favorite rappers coming up. So is that uh yeah. is that that block movement? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I refuse to lose. Yeah, yeah that was that. it. Yeah. I had a partner. BK, all that. I had a partner yeah. back in the day. That's that was his that was his tape. He, he yeah. stood on that. And I say tape, but it was a CD, but he stood on Brother Lynch. Yeah, that's my guy, man. Yeah. I love Brother Lynch, man. Him tech. You know, uh Killer Tag, like all them West Coast, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. It's great. It's okay. So, Brother Lynch, just for the culture, for the yeah. childhood. Yeah. March Madness. March Madness is because I just, man, when Future first dropped, dog, I swear to God, I was probably like the only person in Kansas City really kind of playing Future, you know what I mean? I was like 2006, 2007 when they used to talk about him. Yeah. Make the little video spoofs about him and yeah, stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? When he uh, uh, go to the moon. Yeah, I used to run. I had slap in my car. I used to play it. People used to talk about me all the time. But you know, I always loved Future. And when he came out with that March Madness, it just—I don't know, man. It just every time that thing dropped, it yeah. just, I'm ready. <laughs> That's it. So without further ado, do me a favor, man, introduce yourself. So I'm, I'm. My real name is Brian. I go by Bam Too Hot or Bam. Uh, some people call me Pharaoh Bam. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, okay. What you do outside of, outside of uh, them them handles? What's the what's the oh, what's man, the mini tasks we got? We, we I do construction. Come on, talk you know about it. I do construction. I I've been doing construction for over ten years. Uh huh. Um, really, man. I just I just work, bro. I'm a workhorse. Yeah. You know what I mean? I used to do music. I used to do all. I, I'm a jack of all trades for real. You know, but uh-huh. mainly right now I just I work. You know, man, I take care of my kids. I work out and, yeah. you know, I do a little bit of life coaching here and there, motivational speaking here and there, you know yeah. what I mean? But other than that, man, I just stay out the way. So that makes you a provider. Uh, yeah, I'll most tell definitely. you, my dad, 35 years, mm-hmm. operator, crane operator. Yeah. So he was dirty. Yeah, so I, I, I had to teach myself yeah. pretty much everything I knew, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. when I first got in, my partner, he called me like, you still want a job? I'm like, yeah, I'll pull up on a job. It's a truck with a trailer and a bobcat on it. He's like, yeah, I need you to drive this to the lot. I'm like, bro, I ain't never, yeah, you know what I mean? But, like, everything, dog. Like, he had a couple of partners that burnt him before. Right, right, right. Made him look bad. So, he like, bro, if you really want it, you just going to have to show me. So, like, I had to really, like, learn everything, you know yeah. what I mean? And it got to a point where, you know, he got up out of there. I was there by myself. You know what I mean? With a predominantly, you know, white establishment or whatever. And I just taught myself everything, man. How to run the machines, you know, how to finish concrete. Yeah. Because I wanted to get paid more. Want to get the paper, man. And then when I got out of that situation and I got into a better situation, the pay that I got was just, 
was worth sex. It was worth it. It was worth it. It was worth teaching yourself. Yeah. Okay. So 24 hours in a day, right? Mm. We wish we had more time. What's that look like on a, on, a, on, a, on a normal day? What's 24 hours a day look like for you? 24 hours a day, I mean, it's busy, dog. Like, it's not, it's nonstop, you know what I mean? Like, I'll barely get any type of rest for real, you know? Um, when I'm not work, once I get off of work, it's straight to the kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get my kids where they need to go, you know, uh, whatever else I need to do as far as that. The little time that I do get is straight to the gym, you yeah. know what I mean? And then when I'm out of the gym... I'm trying to figure out, you know, what I need to do for the, you know, the next couple of days before I lay my head down, but it's right yeah. back to work. So you kind of got to gotta balance yeah. it out, got to plan it out. Yeah, yeah. All right. My, my, I'm pretty routine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, my daughters know what I'm doing. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm that routine. Because you're a girl dad. Yeah, yeah. How is, how is yeah. that? I love it. I love it. Yeah? I love it, bro. You know what I mean? My, my daughters was a gift from God to take me from where I was to where I'm at. You know what I mean? And I hold on to that every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it it takes, in my eyes, it takes a hell of a man to be able to be in a position to raise women. Yeah. Especially black women. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's something that I felt like I had to transition into in order to pour into them and get them so they can have certain morals and values and a, and a moral compass about themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like if I was being how I was before, they wouldn't get that. So I had to make this trend. I had to live everything that I believed in. And what you was giving them. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, okay. So I had 24 hours. I heard you say the gym. Mm -hmm. I heard you say the kids and work and planning for the next day. What is that one hour of silence look like for you? One hour of silence for me is is more of a meditation phase. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm really reflecting on self. I'm self-motivating myself to be sure that I'm always in a positive space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Staying away from negative energy. And, yeah. You know, just knowing where my control lies. So yeah. that one hour is always within there. Okay. So that's just more or less of like a, me and my partner, you know what I'm saying, uh, shout out Cop Picks. Uh, reason why I say that, we, we big on energy, law mm-hmm. of attraction. Yeah. Was that something you always had or that something like as you got older, you kind of? As I got older, I kind of fell into it. You know what I mean? Uh as a, as a kid, I questioned everything in life. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I just, I never, a person couldn't tell me something, and I just be like, okay, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Like, nah, I had to, nah, it's don't feel right. It don't why? make sense. You want to why? You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And as the older I got, you know, I started trying to answer that why. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus just asking a question, I started trying to answer it, and I learned that it's many different answers. Yeah, it's no, it's you know no. I, mean? yeah. I just had to find an answer that was comfortable for my energy. That's facts. You know, so when I, when I, the more and more I got into it, <clears throat> excuse me, the more and more I got into it, you know, it just helped me to learn how to believe in myself. You know, my energy wise, just you know, when I go places, when I feel certain things and see certain things, and you know, I remove myself or I stay or I handle things in a different type of manner. You know, Square what I, mean? I, I try it versus. Doing the norm, what people would tell you to do, or how you should act, or how you should right. move. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I would do what I, what I feel, and it'd be the complete opposite of what Probably anyone else would do. You know yeah. what I mean? But I learned so much from it about so, the situation and the energy. So with that, you think that that kind of made you? Of course, it made you a better man, mm-hmm. but it's more or less a lessons bought. 
along the way as far as like some of them might because you're still making the pay for your own way, right? Yeah. And you said I'm, I'm gonna do against I'm gonna go against the grain. Mm-hmm. When you look back on it now, and it, it costs you time. Yeah. Because maybe some of them was good, some of them maybe was bad. But all in all, do you think it was, it was was bad. good? You know Most of it was bad. Most of it was bad. But the thing about it is that it's good. It's all good now. I learned from it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Less is nothing, nothing is really bad mm-hmm. unless you don't learn from it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I think it's a repeat. You think that's why we some things is ongoing. Like you keep going through them. No, I think I think things are ongoing, and you keep going through it because you keep running from it instead of you don't submit yourself into that that feeling. Okay. How you feel in that moment. You know what I mean? And really trying to figure out why you feel that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Most people just check out and I just get away from it. Like, nah, I ain't, right. I ain't fooling with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you don't fool with that, that means it's still there. Yeah. You ain't dealt with You ain't done that with it. You know what I mean? So for me, personally, for me personally, like, I got to I gotta submit myself in there. Like, okay, well, I need to figure this out because I don't want to feel this no more. Right. Or I don't want it to affect me in a way that it did the first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I kind of go about my whole entire life like that. No, that's lie. Yeah. That's lie. And I think I think it's needed in that because most people don't. Yeah. Most people, like you said, they're going to put a blanket over it. Most, most of us, because yeah. I can only speak from us, you know what I'm saying? We, we fear the unknown. We fear the uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And for me, like, I take it on, bro. Like, yeah. Bring it on. Like, I knew, I know what's up back there. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I got to like, see what's behind the curtain. I need to know what's going on. So it's like I, I, I embrace it, you know, like whether it's, you know, something that's going, you know, hurt me or make me feel some type of way. I know that at the end of the day, I can bring myself back up. So I ain't tripping. Right, right. So with your, with your kids, man, mm-hmm. your daughters, and uh, when you when you, when you going through life and you, and you see your highs and lows and it comes to love, is the love um, for your children? Like I think with me, a lot of times I told people before I used to pray. I used to pray and go on fast a lot, mm-hmm. and a lot of my fast was for my kids not to experience hurt mm-hmm. or not to experience uh, false love. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times, love is conditional. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's that? In the sense of like with with parents, like you got some dads. If the mom and the daddy ain't together, they don't do. Or if the if the, if the mom and the daddy, the mama don't want to do this or that. Why do you think it's like conditional? Because we taught the condition. Break it down to me. You know what I'm saying? We taught the conditions from your, your your grandparents taught your parents. You know what I'm saying? And your parents taught you. See, the thing is, none of us been parents before. You know what I mean? So it's a new experience when you become a parent. Right. But you piggybacking off of whoever taught you. Yeah. So the conditions that they have, you're implant, you're incorporating them into what you believe in your day and time too. Yeah, you know what I mean. For me, it was complete opposite. Yeah, you know what I mean. I didn't want to give my kids the conditions that my parents or my guardians had given me. Yeah, I wanted to give them something that came directly from feelings of things that I wish I had. Gotcha. I didn't have it, so I wanted to give it to them. You know what I mean? So, for me, it was it's, it's just I never really fell into the generational curse stuff. You know what I mean? And all that because I seen the toxicity in it. You know what I mean? Like my, that's, that's, my listen, kids, that's major. Yeah, my kids don't move off of no type of way that my family was structured on. You know what I mean? My kids move off of the structure 
of my immediate family, what I help us structure on, not what I came from. Yeah. It's something completely different that they're getting. You know what I mean? And I wanted that from them. And, you know, for most people, it's like, well, how do you know that's right? You know, well, how do you know what your parents and them you when know, they was teaching you was right? You uh, think it's right because they told you that it was right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Did it feel right? Yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? What I'm doing to my kids, it feel right. So it's right for me. It may not be right for you, which is okay. That's fine. It's, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to push what I believe off on nobody, nobody else. But yeah. for me and my kids, hey, it's everything. It's beautiful. No, I think that's that's live because I'm like opposite of you. Mm-hmm. I did fall in victim of the generational curse. I did fall in victim of, <coughs> excuse me, I want to break this habit. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like this. Yeah. I don't want to be like this. I find myself so much of running from it that it kept coming back, back to me. me. Yeah. So everything that I thought of my dad or my mom or my parents, like, oh, man, I don't want to do this because this is hard. Or I don't want to whoop my kids. Or I don't want to have mm-hmm. to yell. I don't want to have to do all I want to be the cool parent. Yeah. It wasn't realistic. Because yeah. was, that was the thing that God was going to give me the most. Yeah. He was going to make sure that you look, oh, you, this is what you want to do? You see yourself in the mirror. You got to every day. So yeah. I think that's live, bro, from a person I admire that. Mm-hmm. Not envious, but very much admire because we get so caught up in the cliche of what our parents were yeah. or what the image of that cool uncle was. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Or that cousin that came through and he was this or that. So this is how I'm going to raise my kids because this is how I seen it. But see, we a lot of us come up in that, I'm your parent, I ain't your friend. You know what I'm saying? I never felt like that with my kids because uh-huh. growing up, I wish that I had an adult that was my friend. Yeah. That mean I would be able to talk to you. I'm they, I'm they friend, you know what I'm saying? but I'm their parent. I'm, it's the same thing with my kids. When my kids was eight years old, we established a friendship phase. Right. When my daughters need to talk to me about something important, they say, Daddy, I need a friendship phase. Okay. That, that mean I can't be a parent. I have to be. I have to handle this situation as a friend. I can't talk to them as daddy. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. the agreement that I established with my daughters at eight years old. You know what I mean? My daughters are 12 now. When my daughters turn 10, it, it start hitting frequently. Like, daddy, I need a friend face. I need to, what you think about this? What you think about that? Or, you know, I feel like this. I feel like that. You know what I mean? And I have to come to them as a friend, not as a father. That's live. Hold on one second. So, we're at Pure Hookah Lounge on 3419th and Main Street, Kansas City, Missouri. They always take care of me. Every time I come, they always bless me. They bless my people. Anytime y'all in here, make sure y'all shout out good days, great nights, man. They've been doing anything. So, I, I want to always give them, give them their flyers, make sure I give it to them in an abundance of ways. But back to what you were saying, I think that that's, that's, that's did you. Did it, was it something you formed overnight in that sense of telling them that, or they just said it on their own? Mom, well, where'd it, you get it from is what I'm saying. How'd you I, get that? I, I got it from what I said. Like, I feel, you know, I'm, my mind doesn't stop. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. always been like that as a kid. And, you know, when I be seeing people, how they parent their kids and how they do certain things with their kids. And, you know, like like a lot of men, when I, when I had my daughter's breath, I would be out with my kids. I'll go everywhere with my kids. My kids can't you know come. I can't come. By myself, bro. And most dudes, when they move with their kids, they got a woman with them or they won't take them out yeah. on their own. And some of my partners would be like, bro, like, 
you really be out kicking it with your kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. I ain't never really seen a man, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. take all his kids to the store or whatever. You know, kids be tripping in the store, all that. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, you know, y'all energy towards it and y'all perspective towards it is different from mine. Scorpion. You know what I mean? Like, they kids, bro. I let them be. It is what it is. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But, you know, I, I've watched kids suffer in silence of, Knowing that they wanted to express something, but they couldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never wanted my daughters to feel like that. Yeah, that's and right. that came from me mentoring kids. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, listening to them talk to me about something or telling me something, they ain't never told their parents. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it hit me like, I can't, I can't, nah, I can't have that with my babies. You know yeah. what I mean? So I started thinking of ways, like, how can I? Build this comfortability level with my children for them to understand that. That's why, regardless of what I got you, you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. I could sit, I could sit here till I'm blue in the face and say, "Hey, I'm your parent. I ain't your friend. You can talk to me about anything." And it it doesn't make a kid feel comfortable. Like dog, like why you being so aggressive? Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying. Like you coming at me like, "Hey, I'm this, this, that," but you can talk to me about anything. No, I don't feel like I can right. talk to you because you're gonna come. Look at you coming to me now, like right, right, you know what right. I'm saying? That's, that's just how I kind of looked at it. So, so when you when you go into that, right, and you got kids mm-hmm. and you got adults, and you said life coaching and mentor, mm-hmm. how does that make you feel that people can pick up the phone? Mm-hmm. Bam, it's what I'm going through, mm-hmm. and you and you not you not coming from a place of the victim, but more so mm-hmm. the villain. Mm-hmm. You know, so I seen that somewhere where a young lady was saying in therapy. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they ask you when you give advice, are you giving it from a place of being the victim mm-hmm. or being the villain? So are you hurt mm-hmm. or you're the one that did the hurting? So how does that feel as a man? Yeah, when people call. Yeah, I, 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 it feels to me. Be, it feels to me in the sense of everything in my life personally is out the window, but I am giving you my experience. I'm giving you both ends of my experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving you. I'm giving you. The, the the part that I didn't take accountability on, and then the part where afterwards there we go. I started taking that accountability. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm just going to plant the seed for you to figure out what you need to do. Yeah, you know I mean? that's that's all we all here for. You know what I'm saying? Just to help each other. It's just we got to learn how to help each other. Right. You know right. what I mean? But I had to learn how to help myself first. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't. I thought I was helping people at some point until I really like just like threw myself into therapy and started actually looking at things from different perspectives. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when we in a situation, we think we know everything. Right. When we removed from that situation, it's like, I didn't even. I didn't do that. I right. didn't look at it like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it didn't hit me like that mm-hmm. right then and there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's like, like you don't really know what, what you got until it's gone. It's not really that it's gone. It's just that you're removed from that. So you're able to see it from a different perspective. Right. When you're there in the midst of it, it's hard. It's, you got blockers. You know what I'm saying? It's hard <laughs> it's for you to see it. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it, that, that's why it's good for like people to learn how to create space. Even in a relationship, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's healthy to learn how to create some space and learn how to be with you, be by yourself and alone, whether it's in a room, a man cave, or, you know, taking a trip or whatever the case may be. Sometimes you need that space. Some, I don't need to talk every day, all day. You know what I mean? Because you don't have time to let your, your spirit and your energy to 
fully, fully reset, you know? And I think that's, that becomes a problem with people because we keep up with the tradition. We keep up with the generational stuff of we got to do this, we got to do that. It's supposed to be like this. It's supposed to be like that. Well, my grandparents was married for 35 years. And yeah. yeah, but actually sit down and ask your grandparents that were 100% true for what they've been going through for 35 years. And I guarantee you're going to change your perspective. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> let, me, let me pass me that one time, please. That's crazy, bro, because. Yeah. I was talking to my cousin, mm. and we were talking about that. And um, excuse me, she was saying, um, she was like, um, "Do you realize like a lot of stuff was like untold, unspoken? Where where right now we got social media, we got all this platform, we got everything. Where you got an outside kid, it's told. Mm-hmm. You got drama, it's this. Now you we living in a world where that's that. Back then they just worked through it." And it wasn't perfect. Yeah, got a, I got some homegirls. She said, "I want my marriage to be like my mama and daddy." No, you don't. She stayed. The the homegirls ask your mama. Say, no, be real. Ask your daddy. And he said, "Man, I wasn't always. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to get. Yeah, I had to go through some. I, I hurt your mama a few times. Yeah, she hurt me a few yeah. times. Yeah. So they were walking different spots, and and daddy over there playing cards." Mom over there entertaining because she going to get her leg back because she feel like you played me earlier this week. You didn't bring the check in and just sit it on the table like you was supposed You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So I definitely agree with that. When you look at relationships like love and dating mm. and you're saying like, hey, you don't need to be around each other. Do you believe in marriage? I don't believe in the traditional of I don't believe in like the marriage as far as like the um Legal side, <clears throat> you know okay. what I mean. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe in the legal side of marriage just because of the construct of it. You know what I mean? Like it's not set up for uh, emotional, emotionally healthy for men. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just not. It's majority of that stuff is for women. But at the same time, I understand the origins of marriage. Most people don't. They didn't go back to do their research to understand yeah. where marriage come from. They think it came from the Bible, and it didn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like. <clears throat> we get so fixated and stuck on marriage because it's on a pedestal in our community. You know what I mean? We are, and our people before us taught us to look at this and believe that this is it's the highest point of your life where you're supposed to get to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Marriage is at the top of the list. Marriage didn't keep You know what I mean? Yeah. And why, why self-help ain't on that list? Right. You know what I'm saying? Self-awareness, self-love. Why that ain't on the list? But you telling me that marriage is so... You can't really get to that point in your life of understanding, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, the the bond between two human beings to be able to connect on a higher scale in marriage without having self-love. Square beings. You know what I'm saying? Self-awareness. That's real. That's that real. Nature. So why are you trying to push this stuff on me, but you're not pushing what all the variables that tie into this for it to actually be strong? Right. Because you don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Most of us don't know what we doing, dog? We just doing it. Just doing it because you know what I mean. We doing, doing it because the people before us, we perceive them to be family, so we think that they love us. We think that what they're telling us is out of love, right? Right. You know what I'm saying? We're respecting it and taking it as that and moving along life without questioning it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm the man. I got to question that. I don't care who is coming. I know you love me. Yeah. But I still got to question it because I don't. 
I don't know why you came up with that. I need to understand when you came up with this and I see it that way, I need to see how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? How how it goes in with me, how it tie in with me. Yeah. Because you married somebody that you are attracted to, that you like. Mm-hmm. I don't like her like that. <laughs> I wouldn't talk to nobody. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. wouldn't talk to nobody like my grandma, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Honestly, I've seen I wouldn't talk I've to nobody it. like my mama. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not attracted to that. So, if I know this, then I need to understand exactly what it is that I'm attracted to, what I love, what I like. Mm-hmm. And I really can't even do that if I don't know that within myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Most of us going out here trying to find a significant other and you ain't even found yourself. That's real. But you're trying to get them to understand how to love you and all that. But you don't know how to love you. Right. You're confusing yourself. You're trying to get somebody to love you and you don't even know how to love you. No, that's that's 100%. But you'll go out and say I do to them because you're so overly lustful and feeling like it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And you then you don't, want, you don't want time to get Take away from it. Take your time, man. Do Take your, your time. You know what I'm saying? Take like people, the people are so fixated on uh, tomorrow ain't promised. Tomorrow is promised. How old are you? I'll be 38 this year. you 38 this year. Tomorrow been promised to you for 38 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just how you look at it, dog. Yeah. You know Always I mean? half full. People like, oh, man, tomorrow ain't. <laughs> it is, bro. Yeah. If you stay out the way and do what you're supposed to do, you can get up tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? You want to go say, out where you know they're going to tear the place up. Yeah. yeah. Of course, tomorrow just might not I'll be, be promised. <laughs> you know what I'm man, it's, it's simple, bro. No, no, I like, I like, I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. So when you think about like the world and how mm-hmm. people see you, you think you're doing them a service or a disservice. And what I think you think I'm doing the service, even when I make them uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Talk because about it. because if you don't, if you don't plant these seeds and spark these things into people, they're not gonna they're not gonna look into it. Mm-hmm. They're gonna keep moseying along in their little life, mm-hmm. feeling like. Everything is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not, bro. This is where we made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything that we're going through, we made it this way. Yeah. If, excuse me, if something happens to you in your life where it hurts you, it causes you pain, and it bothers you. Yeah. Right? Let's say it's a person. A person hurts you, right? And you hold on to that person and you keep that person, it's your fault. It's no longer their fault. Because you knew better. You know. You know what's going on. You know they hurt you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you are keeping yourself in the midst of that. But you're complaining that this person keeps hurting you. No, you keep Keep hurting hurting you. That's lie. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing with everything in life. You know what I'm saying? I keep, men ain't this, women ain't this. This, that, this, that, bro. Like, it's you. It's not these people. It's you. Yeah. If you don't take accountability and responsibility to change the way that you think, the way that you feel, nothing around you is going to change. Everything is going to be the same. That's why. Because you being the same. That's live right there. <laughs> you own something. You own something. <laughs> so with that, yeah. it took it took some time to it get did. to that. Mm-hmm. When you think about when you think about hurt, mm-hmm. rather uh we'll say family. Mm-hmm. How did you get over it? Or have you got over it? Not completely. <laughs> Not completely. Uh, for the most part, yes. You know what I mean? Um, 
with family, it's just been one of them roles, man. You know, my father died when I was three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always had just this vision of what my life would be if he was here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I'm I'm very emotionally attached to my dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember stuff from three years old. Like, my mama and my, my grandma was like, how the hell you remember that? You yeah. know what I'm saying? But my mama, she didn't. You know, my mama did. My mama resented me a little bit. You know what I mean? She didn't really, she didn't really fool with me. You know, more so um, because of your, because of your father. I like think it? it was because of my father, but also as I got older, I understand it was probably the situations that she was placed into. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So but she probably was still grieving. That's what helped me to learn how to build a relationship with my mom because I didn't have a relationship from, with my mama for years. Yeah, you know what I mean. But when I started looking at it from her perspective, for her. Being a young woman, her having a ch- another child after my father had passed, you know, uh, getting married to my stepfather. You know, I just started looking at it from yeah that field of vision. All right, and I took away, I took away a lot of the pain and, and, and anger that I had towards her. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I started, you know, just kind of like, okay, well, I can see how you probably felt the way you felt. You know what I mean? But I just had to deal with me. You know what I mean? I had to deal with how I felt, not worry about how how she felt. Yeah. So once I gained control of that, you know, things started getting a little bit easier. Uh, A lot of my my pain comes from not really knowing too much about my dad. You know what I'm saying? And also, you know, with my family, you know, man, my my my, I didn't I didn't know when my father was buried until I was like twenty some years old. Nobody would tell you. Nobody knew. Different kind of situation. It's different, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. When I found out where he was, it was a marker. It wasn't even no head, ain't even no headstone there. Start right there. <laughs> my mom, mm. to this day, my grandparents been gone for years. Mm. She won't put tombstones on there. Mm. She said it hurt too much. I said, Mom, you holding on, right? Yeah. I'm talking about money in the envelope, mm. in the drawer. Every year, I'm going to put a stone on. Mm. Every year. Every year, I'm gonna go ahead and put the hints that they Highland Park, Kansas City, Kansas. Mm. Old, old <laughs> price shopper, you underneath the tree, two over, mm. you know where they at, right? She won't put a stone on. Mm. So when you say that, yeah, that's that law of attraction that I be talking about, yeah. In man, the energy. I, hey, man, that bro, it, it, it bothered me, bro. It bothered me for years, you know what I'm saying? It made me feel some type of way towards my, my family and everything because I mean. I went back and, and 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 found it again uh probably a year and a half ago. And uh I've been in the process ever since of getting them a headstone. Yeah. But it causes this energy within me as if, if I want to share. You know yeah. what I mean? Because y'all ain't been to see this man in thirty eight years. Yeah. That's what that mean to me. You know what I'm saying? Thirty thirty five years I ain't been to go see this man. And the only time he pop up is when y'all see my face. Yeah. So I know once I go get him a headstone, it's pictures and videos. Oh, we miss you. And I'm man. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like I had to deal with that. You know what I mean? Because that's personal. That's a personal yeah. personal issue that I have. You know what I mean? And I have to learn how to become comfortable with that, with not keeping them from that either. You know what I'm saying? They, they just they haven't been in the realm or the thought process to even – Think about doing it. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. okay. Everybody got their own life. 
You know what I mean? And I had to come to terms with that and yes. just let it be what it is because it's not just it's not, I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me and I'm doing it for my daughters. For my daughters to understand my connection with my daddy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my connection with my daddy is why I build my connection with y'all. Yeah. So y'all understand how important fathers actually are. That's why. You know what I mean? So So when you go in um to that and then you talk about your daughters, mm-hmm. how is the relationship with their mom? Oh man. Shit, people think we fucking family. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Always been like that? Not always, no. No? Well, definitely not. <laughs> that, boy, look, that took some work. You know what I'm saying? That took some work, man. I'm talking about child support fights, everything. You know what I'm saying? But uh-huh. I believed in me. I believed. You bet on you. I bet on me. I bet on me, dog. I believe that I can change it. You know what I'm saying? And the way that I change it is that I, I built my respect for them. They built their respect for me. Yeah. Me moving how I said I was going to move allowed them the comfortability to respect me as a man. When they started respecting me as a man, everything, yeah, everything was cool. But I had to be the man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I, okay. I tell I tell this to every brother, like, bro, yeah. like, hey, man, I'm a child support. She tripping and yeah, she don't respect you, bro. Yeah, she don't have no no type of love, respect for you. She hurt. Yeah. You ain't giving her no type of energy where she can look at you as a man and count on you and respect you as a man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a woman that respects a man, she's not going to keep trying to hurt you, bro. Yeah. She's not. She's not. So do you think, so she respects you as a man, does it have to be her version of a man or you got to be your own man? Be your own man. You can't be another nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to be, you got to be, you got to be, you got to be you, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, what woman you know want to see somebody coming here trying to be another man? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? She going to call you whack, lame, boosie, whatever. You're going to fit that category real quick. Because you're trying to be like somebody you ain't being yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Women respect a man that exactly who, that's, that's him. He is who he is. You know what I mean? Like, I could separate him from everybody else. I don't want the person I got to, Go in and figure out like, dang, which one is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, <laughs> I, I know, yeah. I know that's mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you got to be your own, your own person, dog. You can't be trying to be like no other man. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? You trying to be like your daddy, and your your woman met your daddy. She gonna look at you as an off brand of your daddy. Yeah, second coming. It is what it is. She probably ain't gonna never tell you that, but that's what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not being you. Like you trying to be your daddy. Yeah. Who are you, dog? That's what's in her mind. Because you're going to think the same thing if you meet her mama and she be acting just like, like, dang, I thought she was you. You, your mama. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. You got to be yourself, bro. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 That's good right there, boy. That's good grits right there. If you could tell the younger you something mm. at this stage right now, mm. what would you tell the young you? What would you tell the young B? What would you tell your younger self right now? It's okay. It's okay? It's okay. It's okay. That's it? Everything is okay. You know what I mean? That's it, bro. Like, you don't you don't need a long, drawn-out story for people. Everybody has a story. You know what I mean? 
Some people's story is going to be worse than yours. Some people's story is not going to be that bad. But it's still a story. It doesn't mean because their story is not that bad that it don't hit as hard as yours do. Right. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you can look within yourself and understand and see, like, damn, that shit hurt, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay though. You know what I'm saying? Like I can I can I got another day. You know what I mean? Like I can I can get past this, I can get through this, I can I can do something else tomorrow, I can do something else next week, next month. You know what I mean? Like it's okay, man. You can't sit there and feel like all oh, my life is over. Tomorrow ain't promised and this and this and that, but you talking about going to the Bahamas in October. That don't make no sense that at all. No sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why are you planning for the future if you feel like tomorrow ain't promised? You need to be getting ready to die today. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when people just be having these these issues with self, you know what I mean? Like me personally, bro, I feel like depression and stress is self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're just sitting there worrying in your mind and you can't get out of it. And it's worrying you. You can't even... You can't even get locked in and hum in on appreciating today because the traumas of your past is still, it's taking over your day. You know what I'm saying? It's like people that go into the laundry room and they ain't dead laundry and there's laundry all over the place. And it's like, dang, I can never get this room to be empty without clothes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you got to wash it. You got to wash the damn clothes and then you got to fold them and put them up. You know what I'm saying? I can't just wash them. I can't just, just wash can't them. Can't wash them, bro. You gotta wash them. But if I put them in the tote, nah, because they're gonna still be there. I just wanted you to say. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna still be there, bro. You gotta get them out of there. That's it. So that you can see the room. To see the room, you need to see everything in there. You don't even know what the laundry room look like no more. <laughs> It's just so many, so many clothes over I there. I love the analogy. You know so I promise like, I do. It's like, man, you, you know, it's it's just taking accountability for stuff. You yeah, know what I mean? he like, said, pull them and put them hey. up. Yeah, don't nobody want to put them up. Don't nobody want to put them up, bro. I still struggle. I struggle with putting them up. If somebody sit there with me, yeah. I will put them up. But yeah. don't nobody want to put them up. <laughs> That's real. So, in. The last few years, mm-hmm. you took a you took a major loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of your good partners, yeah. brother, my little brother. Yeah, tell me, yeah, tell me about it in the sense of how you dealing, mm-hmm. and how do you how do you push his legacy on? Man, um, I, I never had a biological brother. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh most of the most of the guys in my circle are my brothers. Yeah. You know. And the last couple of years with G, everything that I was learning, everything that I was becoming, I poured into him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he was battling a lot of demons himself. Mm-hmm. And I put I put so much in the breath. You know what I mean? And I watched him transition. I watched him grow. I pushed him hard. Like, you know, we all had them times where we don't believe in ourselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just stayed. I'm like, bro, you, you got, got it. You know what I'm saying? You got it, dog. You know? And <clears throat> um, like, even when he had his. You know, he had his first son. You know, we surprised him. 
you know, at the gym with gifts and shit, you know right. what I'm saying, stuff like that, you know, and then, you know, when he had his uh, last son, you know, it was the same thing, it's just we always celebrated each other, you know, but we always created this comfortable space with one another where we can be vulnerable, you know, like, I had just bought my house, yeah. you know, uh, only person that had access to my house was him, him and Nick, Yeah, you know what I'm saying, those were the only two people that had, him, Nick, and Ryan, yeah. Those three people. That was the only three people that had access to my house. But excuse me, I would come home, GB laid out, sleep. You know what I'm saying? Because he worked so hard at the gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just something that I had with him, bro. That was it was special. You know what I mean? Like he he fit everything, dog. Like we was like we was we was two peas in a pot. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we was the same, man. And, you know, I know everything that a lot of people don't know. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yes, you should. Yeah. <laughs> that's what made it even harder, you know. And I watched him accomplish his goal of uh, his security company. And I pushed him on that hard, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and that was actually what we were celebrating that night. I was with him that whole night, that whole day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I had just left. Um and probably about not even thirty minutes. That's mm-hmm. when it that's when it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, but I watch him have just this beautiful energy and just happiness and you know, feeling like he jumped over this hump and just ready to attack everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got my business, I got that you know what I'm saying, I got my second business, I got I'm ready, you know what I'm saying? Like he ready to settle his life down. I mean, we talked about so much that Sunday, bro. And um, when I lost him, when I lost him, it took, it didn't even take me to a dark place. You know what I mean? I didn't want to go to the dark place. You know, I, kn- I know how the old me is. Yeah. You know, I'm scared of the old me. Yeah. You know, I stay away from that guy. And people was trying to tell me like what happened. I didn't. I didn't want to know. I yeah. didn't care. I just wanted to remember my brother in Is it, yeah. in a in a good, Sunday, in a good light, a good yeah. space. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I didn't. I didn't want that. I didn't want that on me. You know, right then and there. And we made a vow to each other years ago, way way before any of these things. That if anything was to happen to any of us. We're going to take care of the kids. We're going to take care of the family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was, that was our bro code. That's between all my brothers. You know what I mean? And that's all I could think about. Yeah. All I could think about was my niece and my nephews. You know what I mean? And, and that's what really, really hurt me because now I got to figure out how, how I'm going to do this. I know I'm going to do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't have a choice, but... I'm trying to figure out how, you know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm still going through, I'm still figuring it out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I'm making the best of it. So you said you get them, you get them a lot, though? Yeah, man, I get them. It's, it's no down energy, you know, when I get them. Um, it's, it's live, man. We have a good time. I make sure that they're happy. You know, we, we sometimes we talk about them, you know, but a lot of times I just want them to, you just enjoy what's happening, what's going on. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Um, 
his daughter, you know, she's making that transition into a teenager. So, it's, okay. you know, I had to kind of really like. <laughs> Reel in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit, you know. But I don't I don't intrude on, I respect um, her, mother, her mother and uh, her relationship with the man that she's with. You know, so I don't impede too much on yeah. you know what goes on over there. But when I get her, it's, it's me and her. It's Uncle Tom. You know what I'm saying? But I keep a bonding relationship with her mother, her man, yeah, yeah, man, and all that. So I think that's very important for the kids to see. You know, uh, I have that balance with my own life. Yeah, you know, so I have to keep that in every other aspect of my life. No doubt. So when you uh. Think about like when you look at like the memories. Mm-hmm. What is like outside of that Sunday and hanging out and all of that? What's one memory? Maybe the gym, mm-hmm. maybe riding something. It's not one. It's not one. It's just bro. a whole it's bunch a of compound. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a compound of memories, man. Like even when me and my other brothers we're in the gym, like it's always something that. G this, G that. G, yeah. He always there. You know what I'm saying? Like, when when bro passed away and it was uh, a couple months after that, you know, on my birthday, we all went to Atlanta. And it's, a, it's a, on your uh, Instagram where it shows your highlights. It shows us in Atlanta, and it's a row of cones. Every last cone on it had GT. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like. We're always, we're always there. We always here. So it's like I don't even, be, I don't even be tripping, dog. Like, you know, uh, it did hit me hard on the anniversary of his death. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't care. I cry, bro. I, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I let, I, I indulge in in that feeling. You know what I mean? And it, it broke me down. But immediately after, like, I started listening to all the songs we listened to. We yeah. Go to the gym. I'm, you know, man, I'm good, man. But that's it. Just, it it it, it comes it comes with this life, and I be trying to get a lot of brothers to understand. Like, if you can get in touch with the fem- the feminine aspect of you, and that doesn't mean that you're a punk or a female yeah. or nothing like that, it's going to give you more power. It gives you know superpowers. It's it, going to give them your powers. So much. You think you strong? You think you yeah. alpha? You ain't none of that. You gotta cry. Until you tap into finding that balance. You have to. Two, you know I'll, what I mean? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. In the last few years, mm-hmm. I've cried more and been more more of a masculine man in my own self because it was a release. Yeah. It was so much stuff that I was holding on to. It was so much stuff that I was harboring and stuff that I was mad about. Yeah. It's days this don't go right. Yeah. It's days I can't get this person or I can't yeah. get this person. It's days me and my kids don't see out of eye. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's days that me and my family, you know, I'm going through some real family stuff right now, you know. Death. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Life when it comes to work, where you gonna be, how you gonna do, how you gonna live, what's your next move? Yeah, gonna be because every so you know after thirty three years, everything's a blessing after that. This, yeah. That's what you're supposed to give back to the world. So those days, man, I don't, I, I can be riding some days and they'll come out of nowhere. Yeah. And you know, back in the day, you like, oh man, hold on, yeah, I only I don't even pay, I just let them come, yeah, let them go, let I let them go. go. And, and and when you hear people say it in rap songs, people be like, oh, what well, they try to be, ah, oh, it's real. Cause I have to, 
I mean, because they they hurt, they cry behind the closed doors or something like that. You know what I mean? Or you know, they really wish that. You know, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just say this, and I'm I'm saying this for the young black brothers that in the streets they feel like they overly tough and all that. You know what yeah. I mean? Honestly, majority of us, only all that we really yearning for is for a black man to show us he loves us and mean it. That's it. That's it, bro. That's it. That's it. That's all we really want. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing for black women because most of a lot of black men, our trauma comes from a black woman. You know, a lot of people don't want to touch on it. They don't want to talk about it because it causes so much controversy. Yeah. You know what I mean? But how are we supposed to get past, you know, how we feel and, and get to the root and the truest things if That's we it. don't say exactly Facts. what it is. You, Facts. Know, you may disagree with me, but I'm telling you, like it, every every woman in my life mm-hmm. is a black woman have fucking hurt me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The majority of men feel that way. They're just scared to say it. Yeah. Because of the backlash that you get from black women. But what those black women have to understand is that it's okay. It's okay. Because in your life, damn near every black man That's has hurt you. you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it to negate or take away from what you've been through. I'm just saying it to let you know, like, we're in the same fucking boat. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're on so one side of the street, I'm on the other let's side. Let's figure it out. Not yeah. not let's keep going and picking through, uh, oh, you got hurt this way, but I got hurt this way. Let's not, not, not yeah. find the balance in the hurt. Unpack it. Let's find a solution. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's no, it's no sense of... When people talk about who hurt people more, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Do men hurt women more? Do or women hurt men? More? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Why are we Why are we having this debate? You know what I'm saying. Are we supposed to go into this debate and whoever the winner is gets the sympathy of now? Let's give them this first so that we can move forward. Yeah. Nah, it don't go like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It don't go like that. It don't matter who's hurting more. We all hurting. So why are we not sitting here trying to fix it? Why you keep Dwelling in the hurt and the pain. Yeah. And keep jumping into a fucking mosh pit of needles. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm trying to find a needle that hurt me like this so I can show you. Yeah. Man, fuck that needle. I'm not yeah. going in there. It is what it is. You want to go in there and get it? This, that's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm out here. I'm, out. I'm outside. Yeah, I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Because when I jump in there, I'm jumping there with that phone. Yeah. Because ain't nothing going to stick me when I get in there. Yeah. But I'm going to come out with everything that hurt me attached to this phone. Yeah. Now what are we going to do? There you go. You can have it all. Yeah. I don't want it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't hold on to nothing negative. I don't care what nobody said. I don't care what nobody did. Why? My mortgage is paid. Yeah. I own my cars. My kids are good. I can. I'm physically able to move yeah. and work and provide. Oh fuck about what you talking about? What you doing? Yeah, it's not affecting me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. If I allow it to affect me emotionally, that's my problem. Uh, that's not yours. I can't look at you and blame you like, oh man, because he be tripping. He don't like me. 
time, bro. I don't. That's your problem. I don't care that you don't like me. I still love you. It is what it is. Yeah, I know where you at. You just don't know where you at. When you when you get over here, it's, it's still a seat for you. Yeah, that's I, used to, I used to grow up looking for for love. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I felt like I didn't get it from my mama. I felt like I didn't get it from my family. And my kids helped me to understand that I don't need to look for love. Yeah, I need to be love. Be love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I become love, I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I got it. No matter how many times it, it it don't seem like it come back. I got it. I don't keep need doing it. it. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't put no expectations. I'm not looking for you to reciprocate. None of that. I got it. Whether you hear or you not, I got it. I'm straight. I'm good. Yeah. And that's what brings me peace. That's what allows me to keep you from triggering me. Yeah. Tricking me back into my to my old me. Yeah. That's why. So I got I gotta ask. Mm-hmm. Where do we come with the? I know we got some some something yeah. to it, but what we get to? <laughs> yeah, I let you so tell it. It's a it's an Egyptian practice yeah. for me. You know what I'm saying? I when I started my spiritual journey, I really got into um, a lot of teachings from the Egyptians and things of that nature. The pharaohs, just you know how people looked at them, um, and it was just like this. This sense of being on a pedestal as a as a pharaoh as a person, yeah, you know what I mean. It just symbolizes your confidence, your aware, not really caring what people think, your strength. You know what I mean. A separation of yourself to be one off. You know what I mean. And that's what this symbolizes. It also symbolizes, you know, the sun of God. When you look at the sun on the body of water, it has a beard. You know what I mean. So. That's just kind of how I look at it. So when I look at myself, I look at myself as a de- as a depiction of the Son of God. Right. You know what I mean? So how many years? Yeah. It's been five years since my daughter was born. It Sorry. started off just little twisties, and you know, my daughter used to tug on it and go to sleep. You know, so I just kind of I kind of kept it. But as I got into my spiritual journey, I turned it into a lock. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I've just been running with it ever since. You know okay. what I mean? And everybody, you know, man, you crazy. You look crazy. You know? But now it's like, it's, it's, it, yeah. it, it's a part of me. It becomes me. So when people see me, it's like, hey, I don't know what to make of it, but hey, that's him. It's yeah. cool. You know what I mean? But once people sit down and talk to me, it, it becomes clear. Like, uh, yeah. How'd you fall in love with the gym, man? How did that happen? Oh, man, that, uh, man. I, I, I just see you climbing all the yeah yeah climbing up looking like a black Spider Man and shit. Yeah, man. So I fell in love with the gym. Honestly, I fell in love with working out from my uncle. Okay, um, Kevin Williams Singer. He just passed a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Uh, he was a bodybuilder. He was a bodybuilder. You know mm. what I mean? And big, massive man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like. Man, he was like the pillar of our family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like hated the N word. Yeah. You hear you say the N word, you blow your chest up. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he was he was my first real like motivation to be like, I wanna yeah. I wanna I wanna look like that. I wanna look like that. But I didn't really get into the gym until one of my partners I went to went to school with. Like he liked my brother, he liked my family, my cousin, man. Uh, I went to school. We was the same size. He got locked up. And when he came home, then he was big. 
Oh my God, nah, man, I ain't having that. So I just kind of I jumped into the gym, and then I had started working at Children's Mercy. I met Nick. Yeah, you know what I mean. They played basketball like fucking two, three days out of the week. I yeah. used to smoke cigarettes. They the reason why I stopped smoking cigarettes because I couldn't fucking keep up. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> right, right, right. All of this stuff just kind of came and it just fell into place, dog. But once I got into it, was seeing how my body transformed. Um, not only did my body transform, my mental yeah. transformed. You know what I mean? Like a lot of things that I was battling, a lot of stuff that I was feeling, I took it out on the gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I came out not not tripping on it, you know. So it became first it became an addiction. Now it's a part of my life, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I have to I gotta go. Gotta go? Yeah. So is it like is it like a it's a... When they talk about like diet and the lifestyle and all of that, are you? Are, I'm not super big on that at all because I do eat. construction. I'm gonna eat whatever I'm, whatever, whatever I can get to. I gotta eat. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I can't really eat like that on the job. So yeah, know? but we just gotta put the extra yeah, work in. So I just put the extra work in. Is the cardio important? Uh, it is important. It's it's important for you know, um, as far like your health of yeah. your heart. You know what I mean? Keeping your heart at a steady pace and. uh my family is hereditary for heart conditions. My father actually passed away from a heart attack. His heart is bloating in his chest, yeah. you know. And uh, so I think it's I think it's very important. Yeah, that's my that's my battle right now is high blood pressure, mm-hmm. but it's stress. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, not not even not even you know just running. You know what I mean? Just being active in some way, shape, gotcha. or form. You know. Gotcha. But I, like I said before, you know, I feel like uh, with us. As people, black people especially, you know, we put a lot of this stuff on ourselves mentally, you know, just we, we, we try to, we're trying to fix everything in one day, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's just impossible, you can't, so you stress yourself out because you, you feel like, I don't know what I'm going to do, like, I, I think I got figure it figured out, but it's just so hard, and then when you, when you, you reach one milestone, it's like something gets to pulling you back down. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you're like, man, it's never ending. And when you keep telling yourself, like, man, it's never ending. It's always something. It's always this. You're basically just adding on to the letters of stress and depression. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're just sitting there and you soaking in it and laying there or drinking and not understanding that you're wasting your day. Right. You're wasting your day on this bullshit when right. you could just be doing something else, but you don't have the the awareness of how powerful you are to get past that, to move right. and go do something else. Gotcha. This is normal for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is what you've seen. This is what you've been conditioned in. You know what I mean? You watch your, your parents do it. You watch your grandparents do it, your cousins, your brothers and sisters. You know what I mean? So you kind of fall into the trend and then you feel like, oh, I understand why they drink. I understand why they smoke. But you're still doing it and you're stressed out and you're depressed. It's your fault. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you have to make up your mind. The world is not this shit. The world is up here. Yeah. Because nothing exists without your mind. Square biz. You know what I mean? When you look at this mic, you think it's a mic. Mm-hmm. Because your eyes is telling you that it's a mic. But if you close your eyes, it can't relay a message to your brain to tell you that it's this is a mic. Mm-hmm. Nothing exists without your mind. Yeah. So if something is hurting you in your mind that's getting to your body, it's your fault because your world is fucked up. 
Right. So you need to fix the operations of your world so everything else can fall into place. You know what I mean? It's that simple. We just don't. Nobody is teaching us how to control this vessel that we operate in. A nigga can get up under a car and tell me everything that's going on up under a fucking Hellcat. But he can't tell me shit about himself. Don't know how. Why is it that you know everything outside of you, but you don't know what's going on inside? Mm-hmm. Don't want to know. That's a problem. Yeah. And that's why you're so messed up. Because you're trying to control everything out here without controlling what's on the inside. No doubt. Two more questions. Mm-hmm. What you want your legacy to be when it's all said and done? I want my legacy to basically be that I lived. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I lived. Whatever that may look like, I lived, bro. Yeah. You know, I, I went through it all. I've been through it all. I've seen it all. You know what I mean? I, I've near-death experiences. You know, I was suicidal at once. I tried to commit suicide. Uh, moved from that to where I'm at right now. And, you know, if people can see that, see how I am with my family, see how I am with people, period. I'm yeah. like this with everybody. You know what I'm saying? I walk yeah. into a damn Walmart and see a bunch of young brothers. What's up, dog? How y'all doing? Yeah. They go, I don't know. I said, what's up, brother? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's that's that's what I want to be. I want people to just know me for me and my legacy for, like, hey, he was who he was. He wasn't. No, I can't, I can't put him next to nobody and be like, they like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, this nigga, he, he won off. Gotcha. Mm. Last question. Mm. Life happens. Mm. Sense of emergency. Who's the first person you call? Phone dead. Mm. No charger. Mm. Got to know the numbers by heart. Who you call first? First person I'll call? Yeah. Nobody. Nobody? Nobody. You don't know the numbers by heart? Mm-mm. Nobody. Is that a pride thing? It's not a pride thing. It's uh everybody in my life knows how much I love them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's no question. If I'm about to leave, I don't need to call you, you know. It can be something small. It, can, it ain't gotta be life death. It ain't gotta mm-hmm. be that. It can just be an emergency. Just just a just a regular emergency. Regular emergency. Who you call? Regular, regular situation. You got some stuff on your man. You know, you or you got a flat tire. Mm. Don't need somebody to bring you to spare. Ah, man, I got people for that. You know yeah, what I'm you, saying? You but, might be yeah. at the at the at the job and need somebody to go pick the girls up. Like a sense of emergency. Something happened at the job. They say, "Who who's your emergency contact?" Um, it'd probably be Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Ryan is. Ryan is one of my closest partners. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm close with all my partners. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to call, you know, my brothers, you know, Nick, Steve, everybody else. But, you know, it's more so I think that I incorporate what they got going on with their life. Yeah. I don't really... Bother them in that sense. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? But with Ryan, like, I know without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, like, no question. 
That's what's up. No question. Him or Chad, it's, it's no question. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. That's but most of my guys are like that. Like, even if I did call my brothers, uh, you know, Steve, Nick, whoever, like, mm-hmm. you know, they, they monster anybody, bro. Mont, mm-hmm. I can name them all, bro. Like, they, they, they gonna pull up, you know? Yeah. But just in that moment where I know it's gonna be an answer, I know that. Yeah, it's, it's probably going to be Ryan and Chad. So I asked it because a lot of times we don't have a circle. Mm. And I think it's good for other people and other, other men to see. Mm. You need somebody yeah. to lean on. Yeah. You need some people to talk to. Mm-hmm. Off the ledge, on the ledge. When you was going through what you was going through, somebody had to be praying for you, mm-hmm. but also pushing you to yeah. come out in some kind of way, whether close or from a distance. Yeah. They were still worried. And I think it's it's okay to expose that mm-hmm. and say that we need it. You know what I'm saying? Well, um, I will, if you don't mind, go ahead. I'll add to that real quick. Um, what helped me in that sense that you just spoke on was my female friends. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not my male friend, my female friends. They got and me out of it too. I, I learned how to build strictly platonic relationships with women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where it's, it's no nonsense or agenda behind it. It's yeah. strictly... You know, just the love, you know, for the person, for the person for the within person. itself. You know what I mean? And within doing that, it allowed me to be in a workout phase of my discipline, you know, to be strong as a man, to fight any urges that may come my way and be realistic with myself mm-hmm. about everything, you know, and to also be able to have that uh, different perspective from a woman, you know, to to let me know, Come like, on. hey, you know, look at it from this point, look Come at on. it from that point. You know, maybe you should have did this, maybe you should have did that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I give I give a lot of credit to my uh, female friends, but I would say the main person that threw me into help me to get to where I'm at, and as crazy as it may sound, is. My my youngest daughter's mom. Yeah, you know my situation with her is what brought all this about. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because it, it was one of the most devastating things that ever happened to me in my life. Mm-hmm. It took me all the way to the bottom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I felt like that was my person. Right. But in the midst of me feeling like that was my person, I knew that I was going to lose her. That's the worst feeling I've ever had. In my entire life, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. for it to happen, I had to learn how to overcome it. Yeah. I had to learn how to, you know, get past that hurt, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I know, I know exactly was, what you're talking about. Bro, it was, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a motherfucker, but it, I understand it. I get it. You know what I mean? And you I said, get it. And like we're going to say, yeah. like, the, you knew. Yeah. I knew. I, I knew. <laughs> yeah. I knew. Yeah. What's that going to say? What now, what now you could do about it? It's you know coming. You just know it's coming, but. Just don't know when and how. You just don't know what. You, you know what I mean? But no matter it, what I did, nothing worked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nothing worked. And you know. You know? And I knew it, but afterwards. Yeah. I developed. A better and a deeper understanding of her side. Yeah. In the midst of it, I thought I did. I didn't, bro. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. That's good. It hit me like. That's what you was talking about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I was able to sit back and fully submit myself into, damn, yeah. I never I never thought of it like that. You right. know what I'm saying? And when it sunk, I was like, God damn. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like I say all the time, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, <laughs> man. <laughs> man, I want to thank you so much, bro. Yeah. For coming through and blessing me. Yeah. I, I'm I telling you, it, I, I listen, <laughs> I appreciate it. It always I I kid you not, every time we do this podcast, bro, yeah. it always aligns with what me and my guy have having a conversation mm-hmm. with me and my people talking about. It always aligns. Yeah. So that's really my way of knowing like you really going in the right direction. You're going in the yeah. right direction, yeah. G. Like it don't seem like mm-hmm. it some days, but you're going in the right direction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I definitely I appreciate it. When I start doing more panels and stuff, I definitely want to. Yeah, I want to mix and you mingle yeah. you. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? Because I think it'll be good. Yeah, I'm with be, that. I'm with that, I bro. I'm, I'm about my people. Bro. I think it'll be you good. Know, both sides, I, men and women. Yes, I'm about I think it'll be definitely good, man. Before we get out of here, shout out your handles at the camera where they can where they can look you up at and everything mm-hmm. like that. We'll get about it. I'm on Instagram, Feral. Everything is Feral Bam. Um, you know. You see me out in the street, say what's up, you know, you got something you want to talk about, inbox me, whatever, I'm free and open, strictly always vulnerable to any and every situation, I ain't scared of vulnerability, so, you know, don't be shy, I may look a little aggressive and big, but, yeah, I'm cool, so. No doubt. Yeah. So, uh, never goodbye, I always see y'all later, may God be your direction, and uh, we'll be your seat on this thing called life, until we see each other again, man, y'all be cool, be safe.